0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are
2: Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team day. And I say, hell yeah, hell yeah. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this so is Lockdown Rams. Is- Monday edition of Lockdown Rams. We're going to have a great episode for you guys today. We're going to do a little mock draft Monday. We're going to talk about some of the draft opportunities for the Rams. There was the East West Shrine Bowl everyone's getting ready for. There's the Senior Bowl. All that is kind of getting up and getting ready right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, some of the options the Rams have at fifty-two and what should they do? Take a pick there, move back, move forward. Bunch of options for the Rams. Less need always wheeling and dealing. So we're gonna talk about that. Also gonna talk about the championship weekend. We now know who our Super Bowl is gonna be, so we're gonna talk about that here maybe in the second or third episode, and kind of break that down a little bit. we got two weeks before the Super Bowl. We are going to have some awesome content here on the show for you guys, kind of leading up to the game. Obviously, we've got an NFC West opponent in there, so we can review some of those games and look at how the Rams could have stacked up. But also, what was the key for both these teams getting to the Super Bowl? Great playoff run by both of them. A lot of it had to do with moving the football on the ground. So all that and more. Guys, don't forget to go give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Lockdown Rams, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hit us up. Be on the lookout tomorrow for um, some questions and comments coming from me. I'm looking to kind of do a little Twitter Tuesday, Facebook group question. So if you got a question, start thinking of it and uh, look to reach out with me. So we will have that up somewhere on each or both those platforms. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Himalaya, you can find us all those places, and really anywhere you download a podcast. Hit the subscribe button, leave a five-star review, let us know how you think we're doing, and of course, questions, comments, concerns, always appreciated, so uh, reach out to us. But with that, let's just jump right into it. It's Mock Draft Monday, and the Rams are on the board at number 52 in the second round. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. Well, the Rams are going to have to sit and wait for a while until they get an opportunity to pick a draft pick in the 2020 draft, which is in Las Vegas. Going to be really exciting as they are opening their brand new stadium in the year 2020, as well as the Los Angeles Rams. So it should be a fun, exciting draft out there in Vegas. Football, Vegas, you better get used to it. Uh, So they are kicking things off with the draft there. And like I said, the Rams have to wait a while. Number 52 overall, that is the second round. That is 20 picks into the second round before the Rams get an opportunity to select a player. Lots of positions the Rams could go there. And really, if I'm telling you what I really think as far as what the Rams will do at 52 It's not going to excite anybody, but it will go on brand with what they've done in the past, especially if you look into last year when they had minimal picks again, and that's trade back. From 52, I think they look to try to find a trade partner. They've got 12 teams behind them. All you got to do is find one that's trying to maybe move up four, five, six something slots to really take someone that they're really interested or really find a great fit for them with that. You not only stay in the round, which I think is important to get a pick in that second round, but also uh, you're looking to try to pick up another third round pick, something that the Rams have done a really great job with in the past couple years, finding talent in that third round. It would be a very big benefit for Les need in the Rams to collect some picks. And unless there is a definite need here, I think the number one thing to do is to trade back. We've been working very closely with the Draft Network, as I've talked about previous on this show. Uh, What I did is I went to one of their mock drafts, their most recent one from Ben Solak. This is his Draft 4.0 and what he has the Rams doing here, which wouldn't be a terrible idea either, is going at number 52, the Rams selecting at that position. I don't think they do a lot of trades in these mock draft scenarios, but but with that number 52 selection, the Rams selecting Raekwon Davis, interior defense alignment from Alabama. Right off the top there, you think, oh, interior guy from from Alabama. Anyone from Alabama, you got to feel good about adding to your roster. What a program that has been. What a coach they have out there. They build an NFL style ready type of program. And here's the profile on Roquan Davis six foot seven, 312 pounds. He's a senior coming out of Alabama. His pros are all the power and length you could want with a defensive lineman. Frame is engineered for the trenches to play in the NFL when his hips are leveraged his anchor is tough to compromise plays with surprisingly good leverage for his body composition and fluidity. He's got an incredible wingspan that leads to massive tackle radius and he frequently finishes through contact and outside of his frame. That right there is something that you gotta love. He is a massive dude. Talking about the Rams trying to fill some holes, if you're looking to get rid of Michael Brockers, this could be that guy. Six foot seven, talking about that massive wingspan, stuffing up those holes, and being able to make plays outside of that frame is another thing I really see as a huge benefit uh, if the Rams were to decide to go in this direction. A hole filler. That is what this guy sounds like, just kind of off the board. Some of the cons that they list for Raekwon Davis is there was a bigger jump expected from 2017 to 2018 that didn't quite happen. Uh, They also mentioned that they wish he would have had a little bit better extension and consistency winning on first contact. Keep blockers away from his frame and limit the amount of work required to unhinge. Timing and placement of hands need some improvement, but again, what the Rams can do is put him right next to Aaron Donald, one of the best guys in the games with timing and hand placement. So, of course, a rookie development, not only from the players, but the coaches. This is a guy that you could look at and say, you've got some growth to do, and I think fitting in with the right combination of players might help him as far as kind of taking that next level. So, a great guy that would be fun to pair up right next with Aaron Donald. So we're off and running on the Monday edition of Lockdown On Rams. We appreciate you guys with us. We're going to step aside. We're going to get a couple words. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about this championship weekend, some of those matchups, the NFC West, how this thing all shakes out. We got 49ers for two more weeks, people. Better get used to it now. Monday edition Locked On Rams right after this. Season's over for the Rams, but it doesn't have to be over for you in the bedroom. Let's go, boys. We're talking sex here. Because remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Not just talking to you guys that can't perform. I'm talking to everybody. This is open to everybody. Bluetooth is awesome in so many ways. One, it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door. Discreet package. No one knows. Made in the USA, prepared, and ships direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. All you have to do is go to BlueChew.com, and you get your first shipment for free. Use special promo code LOCKDOWN just to pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN. BlueChew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Now that you guys are fully loaded in the bedroom, it's time to get fully loaded in the garage. And that means you got to head down to Metro Infinity just off the 210 in Monrovia, 821 East Central, Monrovia You got to check out their facility. It's dope. Multi-million dollar facility. Their only dealer in California that's family-owned and has been open for 25 years. Make sure to mention Lockdown when you go there, by the way, because they're going to give you an extra $500 off. But they have all the brand-new Infinities that are super sweet. They also have 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. Go check them out. Like we talked about during the season and some of those tough losses, go blossom steam. Hit the pedal, the metal. And help me out, man. We had Lockdown Chargers boys go down there and buy a car. So Lockdown Rams, if you're listening and you need a car, at least go give a test drive. Check them out. Say what's up to my man, Billy Adams. Mention Lockdown, You get that $500 off as well. You can reach them at 626-599-7501 or MetroInfinity.com. Just off the 210 in Monrovia, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. You think the m- you wit is with you? And I say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah.
0: Well,
2: as we mentioned earlier in the show, we now know the Super Bowl matchup. It is set in stone and everyone will be talking about it for the next two weeks. It is the San Francisco 49ers, our NFC West foes, will be Faced up against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl down in Miami to figure out the champion of 2019. Sunday kicked off with the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tennessee Titans. And you thought that the Tennessee Titans might just be able to do it. They jumped off to an amazing start. I think they were up 10-0 to kind of open that game. And really just things started to slow down from there. They got off. Running the ball great, getting Derrick Henry back involved. But Kansas City just proved to be too much. They started to kind of fix some things and slow down that run and really made Tannehill do it. He had some play action going on early in that game that allowed them to move football. But if you punt so many times versus the Kansas City Chiefs and give them the opportunity to have the ball, and the best thing you can do is keep the ball out of their hands, which they did in the first quarter. And really into that second quarter, they had another really long sustaining drive that ended in some points but uh, once Kansas City got the ball they moved fast they went down the field put up points they put up 21 points in that first half and it was capped off in a two-minute drill basically when they got the ball back and that's the thing that scares you. you give them the ball back two minutes to go Tennessee Titans had the lead Uh, But again, Patrick Mahomes does so much, he ended up scoring on like a 30-yard scramble where it looked like he was going to get sacked, looked like he was maybe going to run out of bounds for maybe a two-yard pickup. He turned it straight upfield, broke a tackle or two, and then kind of ran over a couple Tennessee Titans into the end zone. And that really took the momentum into the third quarter. Tennessee couldn't do much in that quarter and, and... And the Chiefs just closed it out in the fourth quarter, 14 points in the fourth quarter, seven for the Titans. They fought hard to the end, but they just didn't have enough offensive firepower to get it done. Tannehill went 21 of 31. He had two touchdowns, 209 yards. But really the story of the game is Derrick Henry, 19 carries for 69 yards. He had that touchdown early in the first quarter. It's tough to say that Tennessee went away from them, but at a certain point, you got to put the ball up in the air. you got to be able to move the football. When you're in third and sevens, you can't just turn around and hand it to Derrick Henry. And that was the one thing that the Kansas City Chiefs did. They put Tennessee in those third and long situations where they had to switch up their game plan, and boy, did it work. And really looking at it, the Kansas City Chiefs outrushed the Tennessee Titans, nothing that either one of us would have thought coming into this game. Patrick Mahomes had 53 yards on the ground. That 27-yard scamper that I talked about uh, was his long. They also had 45 yards from D. Williams. They put up 112 yards on the ground on 27 attempts. Mahomes also went 23 of 35, 294 yards Three touchdowns through the air. Another one on the ground that I mentioned. Four total touchdowns for him. And a face that many Rams fans remember. Sammy Watkins ended up with seven catches, 114 yards. He had a bomb of 60. That was a touchdown that basically, at that point, felt like sealed the game. Tennessee was kind of putting all their men up there, thinking they were going to run the ball. The Chiefs, that's not their style. They went and threw one deep. They took the shot. It paid off. Uh, Tyreek Hill had himself a game as well he had two touchdowns one was like a little flip pass in the first quarter I think Uh, then he added another one later in the game he had five catches 67 yards so uh, that offense is scary and it's going to be a good matchup one of the best offenses if not the best offense in the NFL going against if not the best defense in the NFL in the San Francisco 49ers and that was the second game that we got to watch and really wasn't as entertaining as the first game. Neither of them really came down to the wire. That really good game like we saw last year leading to the Super Bowl. Actually, both games last year really came down to the wire. Both games went to overtime, I believe. And this year, both ended up in double-digit wins. So not as great as a fan not having, you know, a horse in the race. But uh, still, football is football. San Francisco 49ers, 37 to 20. The scores even sounds a lot closer than the game was. I actually took a little uh, halftime nap and into third quarter because it was just kind of boring. I mean, at, at halftime, it was 27 to nothing. The 49ers were purely dominating that game. Niners came back, scored a couple late touchdowns to make the score look a lot closer. But this thing uh, in no way, shape or form was close at any point. They just couldn't stop the run. And that is the amazing thing, uh, even looking at the Titans run, it was all about the ground game. Uh, the Chiefs who notoriously known for you know high flying offense, they put up hundred and you know 15, 17 yards or whatever it was on the ground, they won that game by dominating the ground game there as well. And then Raheem Mostert, 29 carries, 220 yards, four touchdowns the most rushing touchdowns or touchdowns overall in a playoff game in nfl history is owned by that man he also uh second on the list for most rushing yards in a playoff game number one eric dickerson shocker shocker not really but Roheem moster uh now number two on that list uh he was just tearing him up left and right 29 carries 220 yards the four touchdowns uh really jimmy g wasn't needed six of eight 77 yards uh, he did have a couple big throws on third downs late in the game, a couple plays uh, that kind of looked good. But really, he was a non-factor in this game, and it's going to be interesting coming into this Super Bowl how much he is going to kind of, how that offense is going to shift and get ready, and, and will he be prepared? You, you expect him to be, but 6 of 8 uh, wasn't needed much on Sunday night. And then that 49er defense, man, they are just good They held Aaron Jones to 56 yards on the ground. Uh, He did muster up a touchdown, but 12 attempts, 56 yards. Shut down Aaron Rodgers for the most part. He went over 300 yards. He had 326, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Took three sacks on the day. He had a quarterback rating of 22. Yikes, he was 31 of 39. He seemed efficient, but it just that defense is too much when you're dinking and dunking. You're not getting the big plays. They took a couple shots late in the second half. You thought maybe they would come out firing and being aggressive. That wasn't the case. When you're down 27 to nothing at halftime, you got to change the game plan. They did. They came out and scored to open up the second half. But just a little too little, too late for the Packers. And really, this game coming into it, they were, you know, 49ers were a heavy favorite. And it just didn't look like anyone in the NFC was going to match up well with the 49ers. And it showed face. On Sunday, 37-20, to 20, 49ers move on, and they did it with a ground game, which makes all of us really jealous because that was part of the reason why the Rams did it last year. They had Todd Gurley on the ground eating up yards. They had that offensive line that just pushed people over, and you could lean on them late in the game. Big subtraction of Roger Saffold moving on. A couple young guys stepping in, getting hurt. The Rams' offensive line was kind of a mess moving forward. But man, you look back to that week 16 where the Rams faced these guys and went head-to-head, went toe-to-toe with these guys, really performed better than the Packers did tonight. Not saying that if we got the rematch on the NFC stage that this would have been how it really shook out, but uh, man, you really kind of keep wondering with these Rams of 2019, what would have been, what could have been. Season's over for them, so you got to move on to 2020 and see what is happening moving forward so speaking of moving forward we are going to step aside we are going to come back we're going to finish this thing on the third segment we're going to talk a little bit about something we hadn't had a chance to talk about yet but i saw some stuff during the game uh the nfl walter payton man of the year we're going to talk about our nfl walter payton man of the year to close out the show a little positive a little something to uh, finish this monday episode so we're going to step aside we'll be right back more Monday edition Lockdown Rams, right after this. And I say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. all right, all right. And we say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah.
1: The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Beep. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer,
0: host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day.
2: Say yeah. Yeah, yeah, All right, we are back. Monday edition Lockdown Rams, your team every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network. And I decided let's finish this with a little, you know, some positive, good stuff. I saw an uh, advertisement for the Walter Payton Man of the Year, and I realized we didn't get a chance really to talk enough about who that was for the Rams. I know we mentioned it briefly, but I figured we'd go into a little bit more uh, about that, maybe looking into uh, some of the... Other nominees as well around the NFL and some of the stuff that they get into because this is an awesome award that they have brought up up in the past. Uh, just looking over the past, 2018 uh, went to Chris Long, 2017 J.J. Watt. I think that was the hurricane year where he uh, helped raise over $50 million uh, for the hurricane down in Houston. 2016 was, I believe there was actually a split. It was Eli Manning and Larry Fitzgerald. 2015, Anquan Bolden. Uh, the list goes on of amazing guys that have kind of contributed over the years. Uh, the Rams, though, have not had a chance to win this award. It would be pretty cool if, if Andrew Whitworth could be the guy uh, that brought it home for them. And Andrew Whitworth, since really coming into the NFL, has been an incredible person. And he does a lot in multiple places. You know, he went to LSU, the, the national champions in college football. Uh, and that's really where he started. He started the Big Wit 77 Foundation with a scholarship program. And their whole thing was they didn't want to just write checks. They didn't want to just hand over money. And a lot of this information I'm actually getting is from therams.com and uh, a few other articles that talk about what he has done. And this was a quote from their uh, foundation director, Julie Emery. The part that they were most passionate about was truly impacting and meeting youth and the families and building a legacy with that. And a lot of this really led to the creation of Wits Warriors, which he has awarded over 400000 in scholarships and school supplies since the inception of this program. And we've had Serena Morales on here before, and she's talked to us a bunch about some of the great things that Andrew Whitworth has done. Uh, he is always invested in the kids. You go back to earlier this year when he handed out bikes to a whole school. He also gave them backpacks filled with supplies. He loves impacting the youth. And that kind of goes hand in hand with the second program that they kind of built. Uh, with Big Wit and his foundation. Melissa's wife is really passionate for those who have the heart to adopt. So this kind of all came together and really came the formation of Open Arms, one of the only player programs in the state of Louisiana that offers financial aid to families in the process of adoption. Applicants are accepted twice a year and grants are offered in the fall and spring. So far, he's awarded $25,000 an adoption grant supporting 10 families. That is incredible. This is a quote from his wife and she said, it's always been important to me. I've always considered adopting and talked about it and we kind of circle around it. But we just had a heart, especially for the families who choose to do that because it's not an easy road, you know. And when we were kind of looking into it, we learned it is also very expensive to try to do so. So we get the open arms grant, which has always been really, really neat thing for us to do for those families who've adopted or who have at least completed the home study and are on their way to adopt. And that's all in his home state of Louisiana, of course, here in Southern California. uh, Last year with the shooting at the Borderline Bar and Grill in Thousand Oaks, and then also the wildfires uh, that erupted and displaced many of the people in the region Andrew Whitworth had a big say in what was going on that. Jared Goff, California Strong, he helps out with that as well. He has also chaired the Rams night for Make-A-Wish. Back in October, he helped raise over $400,000 to grant wishes for children fighting life-threatening diseases. He also served as team captain for the United Way, the greater cause of Los Angeles Home walk, and visited local elementary schools during Read Across America, and visited local elementaries across the Read Across America Day, and also donated $20,000. Uh, this guy, left and right, he continues to do amazing things. If you didn't notice this season, he had the Man of the Year helmet decal. It's really exciting what they do with this program. He and the 30 other nominees will receive a donation up to $50,000 in their name to a charity of their choice. And the winner gets $250,000 donated to the charity of their choice. The 2019 Walter Payton Man of the Year will be announced at the NFL Honors event airing the eve before the Super Bowl on Fox Andrew Whitworth, a big part of this team and what we're doing. We really hope that he can come back. There's opportunity for maybe signing a one or two year deal. Nothing really has been reported as far as what the Rams are looking to do with Andrew Whitworth. But man, with all of the expected free agents that are coming or going, uh, especially the veterans, Brockers, Weddle, that we talk about a lot here on the show, it would be awesome if we could get Andrew Whitworth back. It's got to be at the right price. And really uh, looking at that line, it would be. Really be great to have him just for the leadership and having someone that we can lean on. He closed the season on a tear on the offensive line. He struggled to open the season, and at his age, you might think maybe that's just kind of starting out In the season was a little tough for him, but uh, once he got warmed up and uh, we really started to kind of lean on him and need him, he really picked it up and had a productive second half of the season. So we'll see how it goes for him and really wish him the best of luck in the NFL honors. We'll keep you up to date. Of course, once those happen, we'll break down all those awards here on the show. And we'll be back tomorrow to pick up some of our conversations. Remember, go hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Ask us a question. We will talk about it tomorrow on the show. It is your guys' show tomorrow. You lead the conversation Twitter Tuesday, Facebook Tuesday, whatever you want to call it. Reach out, give us a question. Lockdown Rams or LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You guys know where to find me. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Can I say hell yeah? Hell yeah.